when we talk about mental health i think we need to stop um thinking of mental health as mental ill health because mental health is also happiness and lightness and excitement and joy mental health is not necessarily sadness so i think when we are having the conversation about mental health if we are talking about mental ill health then maybe put that ill word in there because yeah mental health is a spectrum and we kind of make the assumption when we're talking about mental health that it's a negative thing hello and welcome to the run spot podcast my name is matthew walters and i am the founder of run Runspire is an online running community dedicated to inspiring others. Please do check us out on Instagram and on Facebook. In each episode, I will be joined by co-host Ben Butterworth. We will be joined by another guest every now and then. Each episode will be based on a different subject with the aim of having a fun but educational conversation. We will not be taking ourselves too serious and hope we can have a laugh along the way. I hope you enjoy the Runspire podcast. Welcome back to the Run Spar podcast. Uh, I'm joined by Ben once again. How are you, bud? Yeah, I'm wicked, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. All good. Yeah, you know, another hot day for us, so got to make sure that you slap on that factor 30. Um, I know that we have touched base recently, but, you know, um, bitterly disappointed at the moment. You know, um, all my hopes and dreams have ended. Yeah, not good with the marathon being cancelled. Yeah, so for anyone listening, New York Marathon has been cancelled. You know, um, one race on my bucket list. You know, and for me, 2020 has gone from being jam-packed to, you know, just being a write-off in terms of event planning. Um, but what I want to touch on is, although a lot of us are going through very similar things and the same disappointment with various races being called off, or even holidays cancelled, you know, I think it's a good opportunity to appreciate the small things in life such as appreciating friendships reconnecting with old friends and although we can't really go on holiday or turn up to races like we ordinarily would do you know i think it's also great that we can explore what's on our own doorstep yeah definitely you you definitely got to appreciate the smaller things in life but um like you said you're disappointed about the race being cancelled did you have like everything booked did you have your flights booked and everything yeah, everything's booked. So, um, you know, I did it through um, a company called Sports Tours International, which are spot on. Um, I did forecast the cancellation happening, but I'm using it as a positive thing because it means that I've got another year where I can start training and refocus on what I've done well and what I've not done so well. I'll be completely real. You know, my diet since lockdown has been all over the place. So, you know, it's good to streamline things again and focus on November 2021 yeah definitely so do you started training or um i could lie and say that my training's gone to plan but no um you know um ordinarily um what i've done over the last two months or so is just five or 10k runs my motivation has been affected so i guess it's a silver lining that you know i can defer and go into the marathon next year um but you know um it, i just want to reiterate to everyone listening that Although we are going through the same things, you know, when races are cancelled, you know, we can just focus on appreciating running for what it is, which is just getting outdoors and, you know, um, left foot, right foot, repeat, which is um, something that I always remind myself of. 
yeah, definitely. And it's it's worth reminding yourself that even though your race is cancelled, you've not lost. You know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. You've gained fitness. You've not lost fitness. So take the positives from it. Don't get put down by not being able to race. Yeah, and that's the main thing. And now that we can start reconnecting with people in social circles, although stay two metres apart, you know, I think that's a, a good um, motivation that we can actually go out and connect with people. You know, um, so yeah, you know, it's all good, mate. Um, but, you know, um, I know that people listening won't be able to see your pretty face, but I see that you've got one <laughs> of the fractal caps on your head. So I'll um, pass off to you, mate. I have got one on. I'm ready to go for my run straight after this. Um, but yeah, Fractal are our sponsors, uh, and they are an Australian based company that produce uh, premium performance headwear. Um, it's worn all over the world. Um, I'm a Fractal ambassador myself, and I wear them every run. I go on pretty much. But uh, for anyone listening, if you use the uh, code RUNSPIRE, you'll get 10% off all caps. Yeah, so, that's yeah. good, mate. You know, and, um, you know, and what I want to say right now is, you know, I know that we're only a few episodes in, you know, but um, if you are enjoying the content, just make sure that you hit subscribe and also make sure that you leave a comment and just be honest, let us know what you think. You know, um, positive or negative feedback, you know, and feedback is um, good feedback in my opinion. So, yeah, just let us know what you think. So, um, today's episode, you know, we are joined by Jess Robson, who's founder of Run Talk Run. And, you know, before we hit the ground running, I just want to let everyone know that I've been excited about this episode. And before we go into the conversation, I just want to send a massive bunch of kudos your way, Jess. You know, I believe that the movement that you've got going with Run Talk Run, it's massive. And I'm sure that you've heard it before, but, you know, you should be giving yourself multiple pats on the back for being massively inspiring and real. So, yeah, Jess, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. It's nice to chat. It's good to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to this one also. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I know that we've got um, a number of questions for you. I um, just um, want to know a little bit about you and um you know we'll just um, talk about your journey um but yeah um let's um, get going if you're happy with that of course um so my journey to run talk run um is largely as you can imagine driven by my own experience with my mental health and mental ill health specifically um <clears throat> so my mental health's been up and down since my teenage years and I've always used running as a means to sort of um, look after myself. Um, I can sort of see with hindsight that my periods of good mental health very much coincide with when I'm running. Um, but it was the summer of 2017 um, that I had what was my most recent long period of depression. Um, it was a very difficult year. I was in a really dark place. Um, pretty suicidal and struggling with London I was living in London at the time so I was like escaping home every weekend to Sussex just to I don't know have a bit of a break from how heavy London felt and my mum uh, was dragging me out for runs when I was going home on these weekends I kind of found myself opening up a lot lot more when I was running than when I was in therapy um I found therapy to be quite intimidating and I kind of closed up even more. Didn't really want to share, but um, running just 
made things so much easier and less intimidating uh, to sort of just open up. So kind of got to the end of uh, the summer of 2017 and mum was like, you could really do with finding some running friends, Jess, like instead of coming home every weekend. Um, and that's kind of where Run Talk Run sort of started um, because I didn't want a competitive running group. I didn't want to push myself in my running but I did want a gentle 5k where I could talk about how crap I was feeling um, like I had been doing with my mum. So yeah. What it became. I, I really relate to that you know when you say about counselling or um, CBT you know which are um, things that I've both had and you know um, they are quite intense and running organically without you thinking about it you do start talking with those who you are running alongside and um, I think it's quite refreshing you know that you can do that so you you, you don't like have that build-up that you do when it comes to therapy or counselling where mm. you've got a date set in stone and I don't know if you can relate to this Jess but you sort of like get anxious and overthink gosh you know what's the therapy session going to be like Whereas there's nothing like that when it comes to running. You just rock up and you get talking and you have such deep and meaningful conversations with those people that you're surrounded by. I think, um, yeah, I can relate to that on so many levels and I feel like it's almost more, it's a natural way to be talking to someone as well. You know, you start to sit yourself down in a small cosy room with a therapist and you've got their eyes on you. And suddenly you're expected to open up and be vulnerable and share your darkest thoughts. Um, I found that being sat in one place, it was like I couldn't access those thoughts anymore. I was so overwhelmed with that anxiety that you mentioned mm. um, that I was going to be judged for, you know, my experiences and what I was actually thinking. <laughs> that yeah. it stopped me, um, stopped me actually being honest with a therapist. So yeah. I suppose there's there's an element of pressure in, in that situation. Yeah. It's like, this is your hour slot, to be honest. Go for it. Um, but when you've got that pressure, well, it just made me just close up. Um, but I think running takes away some of that intimidating nature of it because you don't have to look someone in the eye for a start. You know, you're, you're on the same page. And there's kind of no room for holding up any barriers either. Uh, you know, you're already sweaty. You're already kind of looking your worst <laughs> in a way. That you don't have any room to hold up this like false bravado of anything. Because yeah, yeah, vulnerable uh, already. And 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 that's what's so great about running. You can do it any any time you want to. You know, as opposed to therapy, which I'm not completely dismissing therapy or CBT because it's uh, massively helped me. Um, but, you know, um, what I had um, was you could turn up and when you mentioned that for that one hour, you're expected to sort of like unleash all these emotions. And mm. some that might be that one hour where you just don't feel like talking, you just want to be quiet and be in the moment. Um, and that's um, what's so refreshing about running. And it's, it's, it's good that, you know, you mentioned that you don't have to look at someone in the, you know, like eyes. You know, you're not contained within four walls. You're getting outside and that canvas of the great outdoors is consistently changing, you know, and mm. you, you are going to have to become comfortable with the person who you're running alongside. It's exactly that. I sort of, um, for me, I feel like it's like having 
a couple of drinks you know I kind of lose my inhibitions a little bit when I'm running and I kind of don't realize I'm necessarily saying what I'm saying <laughs> until it's out of my mouth in the same way that you know a couple of pints might loosen you up um and I feel like that makes it easier as well you know you kind of forget that you're talking and you it just feels a bit more natural I've never looked at it like that and that's your good way of putting it yeah <laughs> it really is a good way of putting it yeah definitely and you know I can relate to that Jess it's, you know you mentioned that you lose your inhibitions when you go running for me it's probably when my legs get tired about when I'm 10 kilometers in and I'm feeling dehydrated probably quite similar to that when you do have a few drinks and you know you build up that rapport with someone don't you and you start mm -hmm. to trust them and you understand who they are as a person as you um, find the um, conversation develops it's an easier way to connect to people, I think. You both dropped those barriers, those social barriers that are normally there. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's amazing like that. Yeah, and um, unlike drinking or going on a night out, you don't have to wait until the morning after to see what they really look like. Like you mentioned, sweaty, you turn around. You're seeing them at their worst right from the get-go. Yeah, definitely. So you, you talked about, you know, you kind of talked about how Run Talk Run got started, but how did you kind of make it into what it is now from, from the beginning? Um, so Run Talk Run's been going for two and a half years now. <clears throat> for the first year, it was just one support group. And I'll be honest, I never actually intended for it to grow in the way that it has. I was very happy to have my little group of runners. They were my support. I was their support. Um, and we were just ticking along like that. But then a lady reached out and said, oh, I like what you're doing. How can I do the same? And I kind of thought, well, actually, it'd be really nice if I did have someone to talk to about hosting a support group. Um, why don't you call yours Run Talk Run in Peterborough? <laughs> uh, and we'll, we'll both do the same. We'll both have a Run Talk Run. What I didn't realise then was that would be the catalyst for other people seeing that this wasn't just a London thing, this could happen anywhere. Um, and it's all been very organic. So leaders have sort of uh, reached out to me on Instagram and said, oh, there's not one in my hometown. How do I do it? Um, and yeah, now we have almost 90 runs um, over the world. And it's a bit bonkers, really, because I didn't I didn't plan for it. Um, it's the most beautiful thing to have happened. Um, and now I'm going at it full throttle, but it's certainly not what I envisaged when I created it. Yeah, and that's yeah. such a wonderful thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm right in thinking that it's not for profit. It's just a simple case of turning up and talking and in the process moving. Exactly that, yeah. It's free to attend. Um, if anyone does fancy signing up, you sign up through my crew. It's a very easy sign up process. You're not sort of tied into anything. There's no like membership or anything like that. It really is just like a laid back way to seek support that's not as formal as therapy, but it's better than not talking at all. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, um, with each individual run, talk, run group, did it run at the same time or can it be staggered various days and times? So there are certain things that are consistent with every run to run. Um, so every run that we do is 5k um, so that we are open to all ability and 
when I say all ability, if you turned up and you had to walk that 5k, that's cool. You know, we can walk, jog it. It's absolutely fine. So that's one thing that's consistent. Um, they all take place every single week. Um, so it becomes a part of your routine. Um, but they do happen on different days of the week, depending on what run you go to. Um, yeah, and they're all for the same purpose. You know, we don't have specific runs for being a faster runner or anything like that. All of our runs are focused on just being a safe space. I think that's important, saying about all abilities being able to come because if you start making it so you've got different pace groups and stuff, people will feel like they can't turn up and that's not, I guess that's not what it's about. Mm. And you see that in clubs and stuff and I've, I've never joined a club for that reason because I just don't feel comfortable. Um, but yeah, you kind of want to be open to everyone, I guess. It's what put me off um, joining any other group. When my mum suggested, oh, you need to find some running friends, I did look at all the communities that already existed. Of course I did. Um, I was depressed. I didn't have the energy to go setting up my own group. <laughs> but they all just seemed so scary and so focused on pushing yourself. And I just, ah, uh, well, I barely had the energy to get through the day, let alone to push myself. So, um, And I think that's what's yeah. so um, great about Run, Talk, Run, and that you um, say that you're as quick as your slowest runner. And also effectively, you connecting and you staying together. Um, as opposed to running clubs, you know, and um, I'm not knocking every running club. Um, cause my um, background is being um, chairperson of a running club. Um, but that's something that I constantly drove into the club. That our ethos is that everybody's welcome and we don't have any running prejudice. Mm. And that's what's so good you know and because it's, it's it's an intimidating environment and it shouldn't always be about times when it comes to running because the top and bottom of it all is running isn't just about how quick your leg cycle it's much much more than that including like um you know your mental health it's not just about your physical health and that's what's so um great about run talk run Thank you. It is a different environment and, you know, we're not we're not for everyone. We're not for people who do want to get a bit fitter or, or race a faster 5K. We're, we're not going to be for those people, but, you know, there are groups for those people, so there's no point trying to be everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And I, you mentioned you being all over the world. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. They're quite randomly located everywhere. <laughs> You must be quite proud of that because I thought it was only in the UK, so I didn't obviously didn't do my research very well. But um, all over the world, that's quite impressive. Thank you. Um, what it's shown to me is that there are people all over the world that really care about the same things I really care about, and that's really cool to connect to those people, like in different places. People yeah. that care about mental health and running on, on a similar level to what I do. That's been the most fun thing about it all uh, i guess it's been quite um, a humbling feeling because you know um when you go through this journey of having low mental health you do feel so isolated and you feel like you're sometimes the only person who's experiencing that but you know with what you mentioned there jess is it been the case where you think wow you know when um, people care about what i care about like you say and they do experience the same feelings that i've gone is that sort of like opened up your mind when it comes to mental health off the back of starting Run Talk Run? 
yes um the thing is we all have such different experiences you know my experience of depression looks very different to what someone else's does I cry all the time but someone else might not be able to get out of bed you know it's just a different experience um but there's just this mutual understanding of it's going to sound really quite lame now but the pain that actually is depression like that that understanding is there despite our experiences being different um but it does it gives you a much wider sort of perspective of you know what what mental ill health can look like when you're talking to other people and hearing their their story yeah and um, i do relate to that jess and you know it's you know with mental health we all have mental health different levels of it you know just like we have different levels of physical health and it's important that we remember that yeah 100 percent. you know it's something that even if you're doing all right um you know i say that you don't have to be actually struggling with your mental health to come to a run talk run it's just as much about maintaining it and mm-hmm. stopping a spiral from happening if, even if you had just had a bad day with your boss you know uh, yeah there is that- a spectrum there's a kind of element of prevention and not treatment as well yeah yeah which is mm. important well, what i really want to know jess is you know um, run talk run is worldwide do you ever look at the map where all individual run talk run groups are and think i'd love to um fly there and meet up with people yes um all the time uh so Actually, one of my most um, randomly placed uh, run talk runs is in Trinidad and Tobago. Wow. I was talking to the leader uh, just yesterday. I was like, I really need to get out and see you. Um, and they, they are, yeah, in some cool places. In November, I was lucky enough to run with the run talk run group in California, and that was quite surreal. Um, yeah. Yeah, that must that must have been so surreal, just flying over to California and running with something that you kind of created. It was, it was, it was special. They were celebrating uh, one year of their run to run, um, so it was a well timed trip, and yeah, just to connect to that leader as well and to see how me- the mental health conversation is different even in America because mm. it is different. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely, and. Um... You know, at the moment, you know, we're going through a worldwide pandemic where normality has effectively been ripped away from us all. You know, and that includes socialising with people outside of our households and, you know, I not put um, a stop to run, talk, run meets. What I really want to know, I guess, is how have you adapted to living differently during COVID-19 um, and has it affected you in any way? I feel like I've kind of gone up and down with my um, sort of experience of it. In a lot of ways, where I am so introverted, um, it hasn't felt too too bad, really. Um, I feel like in everyday life, I was like overwhelmed with making decisions about, um, you know, just decisions. It was like decisions everywhere. I, I get overwhelmed by having to think oh do I turn up to that social event or I guess I'm not really explaining myself very well but it kind of just simplified life um for a while and that actually really helped me it kind of made um 
my world a little bit smaller for for a while um but yeah. I think when you make your world smaller it can feel like you're a little bit trapped so yeah, yeah. I, I've enjoyed it and I've had my periods where I feel trapped by it so yeah and it's, it's it's important to know that everyone is going through similar things and when I say similar things you know um, I've um, gone through what it's called the corona coaster where you have your ups and downs but mm-hmm. you know with my anxieties and you know the question that I've struggled with and even more recently struggled with depression I'm the complete opposite to being an introvert so having that world of socializing pretty much on a daily basis because I'm effectively a group runner and that sort of got stripped away mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, but those feelings you know, I'm sure that we um, can relate to with each other. And I don't know if you've gone through, you know, the same thing, Matt, you know, with like races being taken away from us and, you know, people that you link up with and, you know, run alongside. I think I can relate to Jess. I mean, running-wise, I've 99% of the time I run on my own. Um, so that didn't really change for me. But it was kind of nice to be able to not think about making social decisions um, and worrying about doing stuff. I suppose, and just being able to take a step back from life and think about it in 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 the way I wanted to. Mm. Yeah, and it's um, for me, it's made me simplify life and streamline it more. So prior to lockdown happening, although I'm a very social person, it's sort of like made me put things in different buckets. You know, and is this important? Do I? benefit from it much if I don't well I'll stop doing it you know whereas um, I've gone from actually jotting down things you know because um, uh, I don't know if either of you um, do any journaling but I've just jotted down like what do I enjoy and I've actually discovered that I stopped doing things that I enjoy years ago that you know um, come you know in a normal world happen if we do see um, a normal world um, starting up once again I'm actually going to go go back to those things that I enjoy and I think that's what's important with, you know, your state of mind. You know, when you are struggling, you know, just um, try and do those things that you enjoy. And it doesn't have to be anything obscene like skydiving or walking up to the top of Snowdon. It can be something as simple as just going for a walk down the canal. Because, you know, um, I, I don't know if you've struggled with um, this, um, Jess, but, you know, um, when you have low mental health, you stop doing the things that you um, enjoy. And I know that everyone doesn't go through that, but, it, you know, you sort of like re-affiliating yourself with those things that you enjoy and automatically it just releases that cortisol and those endorphins. Mm, I certainly do find it harder to motivate myself to do the things that I enjoy from feeling low. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is a tricky one. Especially when it comes to running. <laughs> yeah. Running is such a high energy output that I'm I feel lucky that I have the run to run community who I kind of feel like I'm doing them a disservice if I let myself um slip into like mental ill health if that makes sense. So it's yeah. like I've I've gotta keep running, I've gotta keep well. You know, I've gotta keep well for them as much as myself. Um and I think that's a good motivation for me to like actually just go for a gentle 5k if I am feeling a bit crap. Can, yeah. Can you, can you feel like it's a bit of a burden? Because like you said, you kind of got a lead by example, I suppose. You kind of 
it's not like you can't, let's say, a lack of a better word, moan about it. You've kind of, do you feel like you have to do a run Cause to show not, everyone else? Uh, no, not so much that I've got to, but it's more that that's a, like a self, um, that's what drives me to stay well. It's not like I feel a pressure to then run through my pain. <laughs> yeah. But rather that I want to because I want to stay well. Um, and running isn't a cure. Running doesn't save you from feeling crap. No. <laughs> it, it certainly helps, but there's a lot of other work that's involved with it. Um, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, it's important to know um, that running is such a great thing when it comes to making you feel better. Probably not at the time you're running because um, it's bloody hard work. But after a run, you, you just feel on top of the world, you know. Um, but it's it's important that you know um, you don't just solely rely on running. You know, I think there's so many good um, coping mechanisms that you can um, own in on. Um, but also at the same time, you know, you um, don't feel like an imposter when it comes to running. You know, so um, with, with me um, leading a group as well, Jess. You know, there's some weeks where I think, you know what. I only fancy um, going out for the 5k with my group that I am mm. with. If that's all it takes and I'm only doing 5k that week, I'm not an imposter, I'm still a runner. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, that's sort of taking the pressure off yourself. What does mental health mean to you? What does it mean to me? Um, I would say it is something that I have to work hard to maintain. Um, it is something that I, unlike my physical health, mental health is something that I consciously have to maintain. Um, I find looking after myself physically is easier than looking after myself in my head. Um, there's a lot of, like I said, previously there's a lot of hard work for me that goes into actually staying well mentally like I find it quite um easy to spiral with my thoughts if I don't look after myself so mental health is um just like a ongoing um effort really <laughs> is yeah. that a negative way to describe it no I, I, I've never really thought of it too much about what it means to me yeah it, it, it's sort of like you feel like you can't take your foot off the gas for too long you know mm. you you know but I I, I, I also um, you know consciously think about it every day but you know not not in a neg negative manner you know I'm, I'm consciously thinking you know if I um, take my foot off the gas and stop doing this or you know I don't do these coping mechanisms which you know it's something as simple as like cooking or even doing five ten minutes of yoga and so sort I of like taking a couple of steps back you know, and um, with, with mental health, it is so much different than physical health, you know, and um, with recent years when it comes to talking about our state of mind, you know, um, I think that's um, something where we're starting to scratch the surface with. Um, but is there anything different when it comes to talking about our mind that you'd like to see done differently, Jess? I think... When we talk about mental health, I think we need to stop um, thinking of mental health as mental ill health, mm -hmm. because mental health is also happiness and lightness and 
excitement and joy. Mental health is not necessarily sadness. So I think when we are having the conversation about mental health, if we are talking about mental ill health, then maybe put that ill word in there because yeah, mental health is a spectrum and we kind of make the assumption when we're talking about mental health that it's a negative thing, but it, it's not, you know. Yeah, that's implying, you know, um, because I'm a really positive person, but I do have spells where I'm negative. And just because you speak in your mind and there might be days where somebody asks you, oh, how are you doing? And if you turn around and say, well, you know what, you know, I'm feeling quite down, you know, um, I am depressed. I'm anxious, just um, spilling out whatever feelings you're going through. It doesn't mean that you're a miserable person. It just means that you are emotional and you have actually built up that courage to actually say, you know what, I'm not doing too well. And that's what I'd like to change, you know, because um, emotions aren't always positive and it's completely fine to say, you know what, Um, I'm going to tell you that I've had a bit of a bad day or a bit of a bad week. It doesn't mean that I am miserable or I'm always negative. I'm just being real with you. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm terrible at kind of speaking. Like if I have a bad day or whatever, I don't tell anyone. And do you think in certain situations like that and for a lot of other people, do you think there's an element of denial? Until I'm just saying, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm not in a you know, bad, bad mood or whatever. Do you don't want to kind of, feel vulnerable maybe possibly I don't know if I explained that very well what would stop you sorry I'm not the one meant to be asking questions what would stop you from telling someone about a bad day I suppose it's more like if I I don't want to put my should we say stress on other people I feel bad if I was to do that I don't know I think that is the answer to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, your question about what stops people, is it denial? I think yeah. you've kind of sort of answered, I think, the most common thing that I hear, which is that people don't necessarily want to be a burden. If they're feeling crap, they don't want to make someone else feel sad that they're sad. <laughs> yeah, um, which makes sense. I think that's what stops people the most, actually. Yeah, yeah. I know no one can see my big smile on my face, but that's um, where my journey started when I started opening up to people. I thought, well, you know, um, because I was taught from a very young age because my family deal with a low mood and difficulties completely different to what I do. And they used to say, well, a problem shared is a problem have, which um, it sort of like um, explains what Matt's just said. Well, you're offloading onto somebody else and do they really need to listen to that? But for me, yeah, they do need to listen to that if they do want to listen to you because they more than likely could have gone through the same experiences. Everybody has good days. Everybody has um, not so good days. And for anyone listening to this, you know, when it comes to being able to speak your mind to begin with, if you don't get the response that you foresee getting, actually, you know, and I'm talking about that, you know, um, sometimes you will have people who will turn the other way and they're not particularly interested in listening to you, but don't let that put you off from talking to more people. You know, that's just a bad experience. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to 
respond to you speaking your mind in that way where they just turn the other way and you know they don't want to listen to you mm. and that's it's kind of why i think uh, sorry blow my own trumpet but why run talk run works because you're creating a space where it's expected that you take that low mood you know you're you're not that you're allowed but you kind of know that people there expect you to talk about these things and therefore you're more encouraged to do that it's like creating this one safe space where i don't know you don't have to worry about being a burden because that's what's expected of you you're meant to talk about your mental health at run talk run like that's just what yeah you do. yeah and i think if we can replicate that outside of running and create more safe spaces that's what i'd love to do i'd love to recreate like replicate and recreate these safe spaces absolutely everywhere for the non-runners as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, um, mental health is exactly the same as physical health in some ways um, because it's like, you know, you go out for a run, you know, you might have a 10K plan, but you're only able to do 4K because you're feeling quite um, deflated or you're tired for whatever reason. Just exactly the same if you were to do, you know, um, a CrossFit workout and you thought, well, you know what, I'm absolutely gassed here. You know, I've not had a good workout here. That's exactly the same thing with mental health. You know, you can mm. have fantastic days, but you know what? If you don't feel so good, so what? It's no big deal. And it's no big deal being able to talk about not having a good day either. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, moving on a little bit. Over, you know, over the time I followed you, Jess, um, I've noticed you're not really afraid to speak your mind and um, you, you're very open and honest. It, was it difficult to kind of open up and be honest to begin with? Um, I feel like it comes and goes in waves, actually. I feel like vulnerability, yeah, it was uncomfortable at the start. Absolutely. A couple of years ago, um, when, I start, when I started Run to Run was when I started just being really honest about how I was doing. Because I thought, if I can't be honest, um, how do I expect my runners to show up vulnerably yeah. as well? Um, but almost now, it's easier and it's enhanced my life so much in as much as what people see is what people get. And, you know, if you met me in real life, you, you would expect me to be like a sensitive, emotional girl because I'm honest about it. And... Um, little things do get to me in life and I do get sad pretty easily um, not proud of it but <laughs> I think not hiding that has helped me just be seen for who I am and that's quite powerful yeah and it's you know I said about following you on Instagram so it's easy to see a snapshot of your lifestyle and, and it's hard to say whether that's always the full picture if you kind of understand what I'm trying to say there. Yeah, because it's, it's just effectively a square with some words underneath it. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, and it, it, it is a snapshot of your life. Uh, but that's what's so great about Instagram, that it's, for some people, it can be an identity. But for me, it's always been about being completely real with other people about how I'm feeling and what my life is like. It is hard because... You know, I'm not actually going to then post a photo of me 
in tears in a dark mm. room because <laughs> because the world feels too much. There's like a, I guess, an acceptable level of vulnerability yeah. for Instagram. And sometimes I go beyond that acceptable level. And sometimes I will just post happy stuff because I am actually happy. Yeah. Um, I think that's where I was line. trying to get to. Like you show you at the time, obviously you're not going to go to the extreme of mm. you know, posting a picture of you crying, but you kind of show how you feel at the time. So it is you. It's not like um, you post these things and you're constantly feeling completely different to what you're posting. No, I try to be true to how I'm actually doing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's so difficult to see it on, on Instagram or Facebook, little squares, like Ben said. Yeah. But then I kind of feel like there is a pressure. If, you, if you're working in the mental health space, um, there is this sort of element of pressure to then post like the really bad stuff. Mm. But, you know, that is still my personal world. And although being vulnerable is really cool and I've been, I've taken a lot from it, there are some things that I'm allowed to keep to myself. Yeah. And actually it's all right if I don't share the really bad days. <laughs> and and that's, that's what I think about Instagram where, you know, people do moan about other people oh, you only post good, positive things on, on, online. But it's, it's, that, it's their choice. If they don't want to share their vulnerability and their bad days, it's kind of like their choice. If they yeah. don't feel comfortable doing that, that's absolutely fine. Absolutely. I do agree with you. I think if it's not real enough for you, then um, don't follow that particular person if it makes yeah. you feel rubbish. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with that. And, and the, the honesty is on you about... Um how you leverage what content you put out there. And you know what, you know, um, when you say that you work in a mental health space, where I don't know if you found that there's an expectation that you've got to put out the odd post where you say, I've not done so good and this is how I've coped and, you know, this is what, um, this is where I want to be. Because sometimes it could be the case that, you know, if you struggle with um, ill mental health, you know, low mood, anxiety, depression, et cetera, um, that, you might go through a spell for several months or even years where you're in a really good, you know, place. Mm. It, it's weird because actually I'd say the last few, well, 2020, I probably felt like my most shaky since the depression that started Run Short Run. And it's funny because it made me feel so much more connected to my why with Run Short Run again. Like when I was feeling well, it was kind of harder to connect to why mm. Run Talk Run exists. Um, I don't really know where I'm going with what I'm saying here, but there, it definitely helps, I think, to sort of have that understanding of how mental ill health feels to be able to work in that space. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. Yeah, and I, I think when you've um, gone through that experience of um, low mental health or ill men mental health, that it doesn't completely go away. I don't, you know, and it, you, both you guys are completely open to disagreeing with me. But you know, for me, like especially with my journey, I don't feel like at all I love, will always be hundred percent there. I can, you know, like sometimes I've spells for months where I'm like 95 percent of the way there. You know, in terms of feeling fantastic and being able to cope, but 
you know, I never truly believe that I will be 100% there in terms of my journey of feeling what I was like and what my life was like prior to experiencing anxiety and PTSD. I've always got to be very mindful and, you know, that's why I relate to what you say, Jess, that you've got to be conscious about your state of mind because if you do let it slip, you can go back to that dark place. But there's nothing wrong if you do go back to that dark place. It's sort of implementing those steps that do help you and have helped you in the past. Yeah, it's definitely like a constant maintenance thing. And sometimes I have to work harder to maintain it. And sometimes maintaining it's easy. But yeah. it is a like constant sort of effort. Yeah. And I'm blown away at your journey, Jess, and what you've done with Run Talk Run. Um, question I've got for you is, what advice would you give to an 18-year-old you? 18-year-old Jess? Um, That's a tough start, question. Start running now. Because <laughs> it really does help you. Um, just to give... Can I swear on this? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Just give less fucks. Mm. I gave so many fucks about so many things, and the truth is, no one actually cares about what you look like, what course you take, what friends you hang out with. Like, no one actually really cares, but I thought everyone cared about everything I was doing, and they really just don't. I think I thought way too much at 18 about what people thought of me, and the truth is, they don't think of you much at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually glad that you've um, swore on the podcast because it gives me the opportunity now, Jess, to swear. Um, but something's just come to me when you said um, give less fucks. But there's um, a guy who, you know, he's, I find he's quite brazen, but, you know, sometimes, you know, he's um, quite brutally honest and makes sense. So he's um, called Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you mm. guys know him to be um, Gary V. But he's got, he, he said a quote that um, says, um, I think it's, um, stop focusing on dumb shit yeah yeah and that's true you know and um that's what i say you know to everyone you know um you know just be kind and don't care about the things that you know um, most people won't even care about because it's such a difficult um time of your life especially teenage years because you constantly worry about everything and you know it for me it just got to that point where you think you know what um I'm just going to stop giving a fuck here. Just focus on me and nobody else. It's, it's like if you go for a night out or something and you, you, you're getting ready and you get your outfit on and you, you start thinking about, oh, what are people going to think about how I'm dressed right now? Yeah. It's like you're going to see people for 10 minutes in a club and then never see them ever again. Why does it matter what they think? So you're dropping those text messages and to your friends, what are you wearing tonight? Yeah, literally. I'm sending photos. Yeah. <laughs> And the same goes, you know, talking about Instagram and being vulnerable on Instagram. The kind of mentality I have with it is no one actually thinks too much about what you're posting. I think we have this inflated sense of self and we think that, you know, oh, if I post this, someone will think X, Y, Z. Truth is, they'll they'll double tap your picture, and probably not even read your caption and yeah. then move on and they'll forget about your post. <laughs> They're not going to think about it. I like what you said there because I think I've definitely been guilty of doing it, thinking, overthinking about what I'm writing. Mm. But like I said, I hardly read people's captions. I just, oh, yeah, ask a picture, move on. Yeah. Unless you know, unless that first line catches my eye, I'm I'm not going to read it. 
so 90 percent of people ain't going to read my caption so yeah yeah Hair helps you hair a little less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's probably the reason why my screen time is just through the roof on my iPhone because I'm the kind of guy who reads every caption. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I treat Instagram like it's like a novel, like it's a, a series of short stories. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so anyone who is being followed by you, maybe maybe they should care. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, I'm quite judgmental in that respect. Um, but, you know, it, it does play in your mind where you think of, of people read my caption because it's something that, you know, um, I've poured my heart into it and I hope yeah. I've acknowledged it. Mm. Yeah. And, um, no, go on. Yeah. No, just um, about to say, you know, I know, I know I've asked that um, question, Jess, about, you know, what advice would you give to an 18-year-old you? Um, but just um, thinking on my feet, um, what advice would you give to anyone who's starting their running journey? Um, try and reduce the expectation of what it's going to feel like, because it will feel like crap when you start. It Running really sucks when you're starting out. It mm. hurts. You're going to feel like your lungs are falling apart. Your legs won't like it. Um, so I think going into it with the knowledge that it doesn't feel great when you start, I think <laughs> reduces that pressure to, you know, run a gent like easy 5k from the off because yeah. you, you won't. And I'd say, yeah, just not, not pushing too hard, too fast and being consistent with it. And, you know, post COVID, if you can find a community to, you know, go on that running journey with, that's even better. Because you know, doing it alone can be quite dull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do. yeah it can be. So, so that's summarising. Have zero expectations of yourself. Don't compare yourself to others, and make sure you turn up to a lawful run talk run group. Yeah. 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 Well, this is the platform to say it, but no, um, you know, it's such um, a beautiful thing, run talk run, and um, you know, it does take away that pressure of your typical running clubs were you know from the forefront a lot of them can say well you know um you've got to be able to run a comfortable 5k and before you join us you know i know that not every running club is like that there's too many in my opinion where there are too many running prejudice whereas you don't get that with run talk run you know it's just a simple case of rocking up with your running shoes and there's also um, many other beautiful running groups similar mm. to Run Talk Run that they don't um, have one of they don't have the ethos where you can turn up and be able to talk your mind, but you know they do focus on other things such as bringing communities together or you know they um, owning on um, culture in a particular city or place. You know because um, that's for me with my, my run group. I've had so many influences where I've took little drops from each individual run crew or even running club or even run talk run you know because you guys are actually an influence to why I set up my um, running group um, but you know um, I think that's um, such a good um, you know um, statement that you make you know um, don't have any expectations because you will feel like shit when you start running yeah it does suck. I, I still don't enjoy running for running's sake, to be honest. Like, yeah, it so make it more joyful by doing it with other people and talk yeah. to get through that pain. 
people always find it baffling that I, I do 99% of my runs on my own. Even if I go out for like, when I was training for my ultra, I was going out and doing 20, 28, 30 miles on my own. Obviously, I had to because it's COVID, but I would have done yeah. it anyway. But yeah, I was, it's strange. Is there any um, ideas in the pipeline for a, a run talk on ultra? Do you know what? We were actually talking about doing a fundraiser um, ultra in December. Um, okay. I, <laughs> yes, we were, th we were talking about doing that. Um, whether it will still go ahead, I'm not too sure. I think it's hard to plan these sort of events. Yeah. Um, and gatherings at the moment so I'm in two minds about whether it will happen I know that myself and another run talk run leader Derek will still do that ultra um, we plan to spell out NHS in London oh, wow. uh, on Strava over 45 miles um, but whether we make a big deal of it yet I don't quite know <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah. thing it's difficult to plan right now it is yeah, yeah. so I'm in two minds about it yeah, and um, also keeping your cards close to your chest as well with um, any wonderful ideas that you have in the pipeline. I'm quite an open person, to be honest. <laughs> I can't keep anything to myself. Ben's trying to steal Instagram. them. <laughs> oh, no, I won't steal them. Um, I'll, I'll give you um, some credit. And, um, you should yeah, join us um, if you fancy, uh, fancy a long run in London. First yeah. Saturday of December, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it, it'd, be, it'd be a good drive, um, you know, coming down to London because there are so many running routes down um, at your neck of the woods, which, you know, they such good influences, yourself included, but, you know, also other running crews like London Crew and, you know, Trap Mafia, you know, and I think they're mm. great at blacklisting those typical running prejudice, um, yourself included, and, you know, I will say it once again, you know, you just need to repeatedly give yourself a pat on the back because that space that you've created is so motivating. And like you say, it's a safe space where people can turn up and not ordinarily worry about what people think of them, you know, compared to other old fashioned running environments. Yeah, that is definitely the goal with Run to Run. <laughs> Good, good. I think, wow, I mean, we could start wrapping that up there if, if you're done, Ben. I think Matt's just stitching to get out for his run before it gets too hot. I'm actually just sat here sweating already and I'm not even doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. No, um, my my, my um, living room, I've had to close my patio doors, all my windows and close all my internal doors that lead um, elsewhere. Um, so you, you probably don't hear any of that background uh, noise and I'm absolutely sweltering right now. There's just um, so much moisture and heat in the room. So, yeah, we can wrap up and get outside. And, you know, I, I, I come home from work last night and it was, it was 11 o'clock and the house, three or four is down to me. All, all the lights were off, but every single window and door were open apart from the front door. So, like, the back door was wide open, but there's no one in the garden, in the kitchen. It was, it was strange. I'm like, it's hot, but you're going to get robbed. <laughs> so I, I was confused. Yeah, uh, but no, we can start wrapping up. Um, I don't know if you've got anything else that you want to um, mention, Matt, before we um, go our separate ways. I think the only thing left to mention is where can we find you, Jess, on social media, you, yourself and Run for One? 
so yeah, uh, run talk run is literally just that. That is our handle, run talk yeah. run. Um, my own is Jessica Mary Robson. But you can find me through run talk run quite easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And um, hopefully, um, I can um, meet up with you guys sometime. Um, if not, um, I don't know if there's any run talk run um, groups up near Greater Manchester. But it'd be a good touch to touch base with um, those runners. I think we've got one that's coming south from Manchester. Um, I'll have to check it. I'll check mm. our website. Actually, that's a good point to say. Runtalkrun.com. All our runs are listed on there. So. Yeah, that's a good thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, probably um, should um, rename itself to um, Rain Talk Run because it just never stops um, raining. <laughs> <laughs> like an isolated day where we've got um, good sunshine. Yeah. But no, um, I just want to thank. Thank you very much, Jess, um, for joining us. You know, really enjoyed having a chat with you. I'm sure that um, Matt echoes my thoughts as well. Uh, but yeah, also learned quite a lot during this um, last hour or so. So thank you very much for that. Hey, thank yeah, you that... for indulging me and talking about Run to Run. <laughs> it's all good. I, I enjoyed it, and it's got it's made me think about things a little bit differently. So yeah, thank you for joining us and speaking so openly. Cheers, guys. Have a good day. Thank you very much. Thank Cheers. You Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rise Bar podcast and we hope you enjoyed listening. Like I said at the beginning, please do check us out on Instagram or Facebook. Also, please feel free to leave a comment on what you would like us to discuss on future episodes. Again, thank you for listening and thank you for your support.